Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. All right, welcome back to On the Table Gaming, episode 36. I'm Chase. And I'm Josh. And uh, we're back talking about some Song of Ice and Fire. Josh, I hope you had a wrestle vacation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't a vacation so much as a, uh, a new work grind. So, uh, yeah, but we finally have some time to record, and I was uh, excited because I, I did want to chime in here on some of the new stuff that came out. I don't know if you noticed, uh, while you were away, everything, every, everything happened as soon as you were gone. I hope you realize yeah. <laughs> it was Baratheon and Targaryens. We had the new uh, 1.4 update to the rules. We had a, you know, all this crazy stuff go on, and now, now, uh, now it's the the, the lull again. <laughs> so maybe we maybe we could take a second and go back and talk about some stuff that we've already covered. But you know, I think it'd be fun to to maybe pick out a few uh, units or elements from the Baratheons and Targaryens that maybe really spoke to you. Well, f- I mean, first of all, I've been talking about the Baratheons for a long time now, and they look so good. I mean, he's got it. I know we've said like the sculpts have gotten so much better, but like. The sculpts on these are ludicrous. They've always been great, but to me, these are like very appealing to me. I mean, as an old school Space Marine player, I love the <laughs> shoulder pads and the yeah. Uh, the helmets look awesome, especially the guy with like the antlers on him with like this giant warhammer. Very cool. Oh yeah, the Stagnite Noble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, those are going to be those are going to be fun. I mean, who knows if I'll actually paint anything, but <laughs> uh, oh, oh. I really want to play with these guys. Oh, we could start that whole contrast, the Games Workshop contrast paint debacle where people are losing yeah. their minds about what I, that I means. Have, I have a, a like sort of like a, a peripheral knowledge. Can we talk to the listeners? Explain? Can you explain to me and, and, and just everyone else exactly what those are? Okay, so the contrast paints from Games Workshop. Uh, today's episode was brought to you by Games Workshop contrast paints. Uh, they're basically <laughs> like a, a thicker wash. And the idea being is that you buy a special primer that they sell and uh, you can use other <laughs> primers, but it's made to go with this special primer. And it's like wraith bone and like a gray color, sear, gray sear. And you, you, you prime your miniature. And then with this contrast paint, you just glop it on. Like you just put it on uh... quickly and fast. And it not only, it's a thin layer of paint. And so it highlights, it self highlights and washes at the same time. And so the idea being that it, you can achieve, you know, a decent standard of miniature quality in like, you know, you know, depending on how big the miniature is, but you can go pretty quick. Like, you know, in 30 minutes, you could probably do what might take you a couple hours. And so the idea is it's supposed to like really level the playing field for a lot of individuals who don't have as much time and want to get a, a faster and better quality in the, in the so, time they so have. me is what you're saying it's basically well no not everybody <laughs> but, uh and i think some of the colors that you know i know mark albanese has bought a whole set and he was going through and testing them and you know some of them really are amazing and it's pretty cool to see how they work uh some of them are you know not quite as impressive as you might would hope but mm-hmm. i think the debate yeah. in the in the painting community is like is this like easy mode you know the same oh, people got on. upset when like some people use like an airbrush and they're like well the airbrush looks like cheating like i do it like Finger painting was the real uh, yeah, way to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, um, that seems silly to me. I mean, I get I, like if you're like a real hardcore painter, then like you can tackle like something crazy like non-metallic metals if you want to go, you know, all in. But 
I mean, it, it, for the for the hobby, I think it's a good thing if you have tools that make it easier for new people and people who don't really want to spend a lot of time painting to, to finish their paint. Absolutely. And if you guys are uh, into YouTube videos, uh, I hope you are uh, on the table gaming. Uh, but uh, there's a guy who is miniature maniac, Scott, and he had just switched over to being a full time mini YouTuber. And he had an awesome video on contrast paints where he like really takes the time to talk it through. And he's like a, like a pro level painter. And one of the cool things is this the miniac. (laughs) Yeah. He has great videos. And so he's actually going full time as of like today. And uh, he actually, for his, his contrast paint video, he uh, had like a random guy who's like not great at painting, use them and he uses them. And so, and, and he used them. So like, you could see like a more realistic depiction of like what level we might be at and right, right, right. able to do with it. And you're like, oh, okay. So, I mean, the end all, yeah, after my kind of like long speech here and just my take on it, but the end of all, it's like, it's like another tool, right? It gives you another yeah. option, a way to approach them. And, and uh, you know, for some things, maybe it makes sense for other things. Like you might want to hold off on it. I mean, a regular wash is already a regular wash already is sort of that like you know skill in a bit bottle basically, right? Because like everything looks better if you just throw that like one ink wash over everything. So exactly. I, you know, you can't really get too bad. I'm sure. Well, people, people especially in like our nerdy hobbies, tend to get bent out of shape about just about anything. So I'm not shocked. Exactly. But they're looking for something, right? To be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was tempted at for for Star Wars Legion, another game. You know, I've got these stormtroopers. I'm just painting stormtroopers after stormtrooper, and I'm like, man. You know, how great would it be just to prime it white and then put on a contrast paint that self kind of highlights and uh, does a wash? Maybe that'd be a great way of accelerating things and maybe dry brush over it or something. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, it could. I mean, it sounds awesome to me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to try that out. But yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, whatever gets you like. And the thing is, like, Song of Ice and Fire of the Miniatures game, like, you don't even have to paint your minis. Like, I think they do look cooler when you do. Yeah. But, you know, if this helps you get your miniatures on the table, like. Beep, 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 beep. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I think anything that I, I think it is more fun when you have that visual, you know what I mean? So like you can play on, you know, just a bare kitchen table with, you know, just like the stuff. But it, it, this there is a side to this hobby that I think is really kind of important, which is sort of the, the, the hobby side of it, which is like painting and getting that all together. And I think not only does that make things look cooler on the table, and, and I think you have more fun when that when you have sort of getting into it, but also uh, it gives you something to do when you're not playing. You know what I mean? So like, how I mean, how many times can we literally like legitimately get people together to play a game that's like you know two hours long? You can only do that so many times a week right. or a month, you know. But if you have a little time, you know, after work or whatever, or you know, on a weekend, and you want to just kind of like get some minis out, play some music, listen to a podcast. I mean, that's a great way. And I, I'm saying this as somebody who is far behind on my painting, but I do enjoy <laughs> it when I do have time to settle in and uh, and get it done. And, and the units that I have painted, I definitely, I mean, they're way cooler looking than than. Oh my god, the yours are awesome. Oh, you're stop. like you're, you're like oh, I don't know if I can paint, and you're like, oh, here's it, and it's like oh. It's only it's only the it's only the 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 I keep want to call it an armor wash I forget what the whatever the the null oil or the yeah null oil sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't just call it like an ink wash like a dark no because like, Games Workshop has its own like special names for everything right yeah it's like what color is this it's like it's like a light blue just don't you know don't get fancy I have like all my old paints and I'm trying to go through and I'm like oh this is chaos black like what is it now and it's they get some other fancier name or something. Right. Like, yeah, I just, right. just wanted black paint. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> 
Oh man. But yeah, I'm excited. I, so getting back to the Baratheons, I'm extraordinarily yes. excited about the way the faction looks. I like the early signs of what their sort of identity is going to be. I mean, historically, I have not always been a, you know, massive proponent of heavy infantry, but, uh, you know, I'm willing to try out something different and see how these guys perform. Because I, I mean, just the way they look is so awesome. I mean, who cares? It's just, even if I lose every game, I'm going to be, you know, I'd be so excited to throw them in there. But I think these guys have the potential to do a lot. I mean, uh, I, I know everyone's already heard the stats in the, in the, the episode breakdown, but I mean, a three plus armor saves, six plus morale. That's all very good. You know, they're a little slow, you know, not doing crazy damage. So the Warhammer, I mean, I think is a, is a really interesting ability, uh, you know, being able to, uh, you know, when you attack, if they roll a one, they become weakened. I love that. I think it works awesome with the noble so that you get the attack before they attack you. So theoretically, you'll give them a weakened token uh, before they attack you. I mean, makes them super survivable, you know, so maybe not going to do a ton of damage. I think these guys might run a little bit cheaper. I mean, what do you think? Are they going to be probably five, six points? I mean, I, I would guess that these are in that five point range, but yeah, I, I'd say I would say five points as this kind of the core unit. Yeah, um, they're they're they they're just, like Lannister guards, right? I, I just mean, don't. Like they, yeah, exactly. It's but, you know, they are way more survivable, survivable than uh, Lannister. Well, I guess they don't have a guards captain. So have a guard? well, and they're, I mean, their morale's a little bit better. They have the same armor save, but everything else is the same pretty much. I think they have what, like a one extra dice at full ranks. That's not right. that great. Yeah, so yeah, but, I, I would expect these guys to come in around five points, but you know, you never know. They might be eight. <laughs> eight, eight points. They're yeah. like the uh Warrior Sons. Yeah, the Warrior Sons. <laughs> Which apparently if people are, you know, in the on the table gaming Discord group there, people are saying they're getting a lot of work out of them. Listen, uh, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're I mean eight points is that's a lot, but I'm sure you're gonna do a lot of damage with them. I just don't I personally don't think that they could be worth that much. But I also am happy to be proven wrong. <laughs> you know, actually, I haven't played against a single um, Warrior Sons unit yet, so I haven't got mine yeah. out there yet. So that's one of those units that people haven't really interested in my group. So it's funny how, like, also different metas shape up. Um, hmm. We had some guys from uh, Off the Wall Gaming in Massachusetts talking about their meta, and it's like predominantly neutral faction stuff. I was like, oh, right. that's so fascinating. Like, I don't even have a neutral player where I play. Like, yeah, I've got enough stuff to field it, but people don't play it, like, specifically as its solo faction. You know, the Starks are way more popular we are. So kind of just interesting to see, like, right. how different areas have a different sort of bent. Well, I mean, I think that's natural. And I think it's cool that people are, like, kind of finding their faction identity that they're into. And I, I love that, you know, speaking of, you know, the neutral factions, like, that they're getting some reinforcements here. I love that, you know. I, I, I figured the Freys were coming up soon, uh, but it's very cool to see Walder Frey, uh, you know, jumping into the game. Yeah, and I think, you know, his ability just to, to you know, backing the winning side, the influence where he gets to basically make a, a unit suffer a wound, and if you're the first player or you control the crown zone, then that influence unit also loses its attachment and all its mm -hmm. abilities on that attachment. Uh, I think that's that's pretty cool. Uh, and it's going to add a lot of, like, new tactical depth to the game. And I, and I think this is where right now, you know, right now, Asterix with the... the Heroes box for the free folk and the Night's Watch, like either here or just about to be out. I would say that the game is in like a super awesome place right now. I would uh, agree that wholeheartedly, yeah. The the free folk and the Night's Watch with those additional heroes, 
I, I, you can build them so many different ways. There's so many different lists that you can face now. It's not kind of the same cookie cutter Night's Watch or Free Folk Armies where it was like, hey, like you took one raid leader or you took, you know, the other NCU that was four points instead of three. Or it's like, oh, you took the Tormund or the Mance list or you took Jon Snow or the Jon Snow list. Now we're actually going to be able to see like a <laughs> bunch of other options. And the game's such in a good spot. Like, and I'm noticing that, you know, Communities are growing. I know for viewership and and people listening to the podcast, you know, we've almost doubled in in number of, of listeners. I know in the actual Discord for a song of ice and fire, like new people are constantly joining in. It's almost like hard to have a conversation in the general chat there because it's like, but ring a new person has joined. It, it's really cool to see how much the game has taken off because I think you know we we had that sort of kick off the Kickstarter. You know, immediately like we're we're fired out of a cannon. There's a lot of people talking, but then. You know, it tapers off because, like, you know, you've got only so much you could talk about with so many units. And then it's as people started organically picking up and playing the game, now you're really starting to see it take on a life of its own and people really kind of committing to a specific faction. My only concern, actually, at this point is the sculpts are just so cool. Like, each faction is looking better and better and better. Like, I don't know, the Night's Watch, I was so jazzed to get. And now I'm looking at the Night's Watch and I look at these guys, these Baratheons, and I'm like, oh man, these guys look so much cooler than my all black night's watch guys like i'm just yeah. not like feeling their aesthetic they're not well, yeah, visually, miniatures it's just that like the faction identity is so different looking right right yeah i think that's that's you could probably play a little more jazz with the baratheons where like the yeah the the, the night's watch are pretty much like yeah it's i mean they have to be black right i'm sure people paint them other colors but it, you know right. it makes, that could make for a kind of a duller presentation I did have a question for you, actually. Has there been any speculation on the neutral heroes, who the other heroes are? I mean, I, I know we know who four of them are, but do we know who that guy in the pink hat or the guy with the two swords is? No, I don't. Uh, I haven't seen any of that. Uh, that'd be a cool thing if you're a listener. Uh, who are we missing here? What are we not What are we not picking up on? Because uh, I actually haven't seen that. I mean, I think one of them could be Daenerys's boyfriend. What's his face? The guy who got replaced. Oh, yeah. Dario Naharis. Uh, Didn't that guy have like a purple forked beard or something? But he had like a he. That could be him because he's kind of got uh, like Dario sort of, Naharis. Yeah, he's got sort of Eastern clothes on and sort of like a scimitar, which could be like the Ar- the Arak or Arak, whatever whatever you call it, the sword, the yeah, just Rocky sword. But I wonder who that guy in the pink hat is. That guy looks like no, such a dork. But I'm interested to see who that guy could possibly be. He looks like a, a, like a messed up version of what was it like? Crack crane? What was that like? Ninja Turtles guy with like the brain in his stomach? <laughs> he just got it on his head. Uh, I don't know. That, yeah, he's got like it's like it looks like he's wearing like three beanies, one on top of the other. He's got like a white beanie and two pink beanies. That Brienne of Tarth image though is like awesome though. She's got like the sneer. Yeah, yeah. What a cool hero's box. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be awesome, and I'm interested to see like. I mean, obviously they're all neutral faction, but I'm wondering who some of these other people are because we only know like a couple of these folks, right? Yeah, I mean, we only know what Brienne yeah, does, Jockin, and and Walter Frey. Right, just those three. We don't know what Vargo Hote does, so I want to see. I wonder. Cool I mean, you got to speculate that there's going to be some Frey units out at some point. Oh right? yeah, I would think so. Because they're actually in the books. They're like they're a pretty powerful faction. Like, and I mean, they right, were allied with the Starks. 
Right, but weren't they? I think they said. I think they had like are in strength and wealth like equal to the Tullys. You know, maybe they'll get some cool. Uh, hopefully, we get some cool units and factions for them. I mean, <laughs> what do you think of the? Uh, you know, we we missed your hot take on the Targaryens here, though the Kalasar. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's so sick. I mean, they look awesome. These dudes are yoked that are on the back of these uh, horses. Uh, definitely they're taking their creatine, their, their sups, uh, you know, they're doing their, 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 their yeah, it's all water weight. Is that what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's bulking season out there. It must be. Uh, but Jeez. these guys look like they're going to just be so gross. I mean, the screamers I think are, are fine, right? That's probably like your filler. I mean, they still are pretty, pretty decent. Um, but the veterans are just, holy shit. I mean, they're they look really strong. I know we don't know what the points cost yet, but it's got to be high. I mean, being able to make a, a, a ranged attack and then a free charge with their attack profile, plus if you throw in, um, uh, was it Cal Drogo, they also get Sundering. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's the same. <laughs> that was, I think, the reaction by everyone. We're like, whoa, that's yeah. going to be good. I mean, that's a unit killer. That's like, I mean, there's not a whole lot of stuff that can like take eight hits and another seven hits with sundering you're gonna have two panic tests this is like the bastards girls if the bastards girls were like really good <laughs> you know the other thing is that uh so stannis baratheon his card his image is actually based on someone that works at uh cool Manier not uh and i know we've got michael chanel as like the dreadfort captain uh-huh. uh eric lang is apparently the inspiration for Jarl, the veteran raid leader in the Free Folk Heroes box. I'm looking at the Do- looking at the Dothraki screamers. I'm seeing uh, maybe a Nick Diaz. I don't know who. What, what you <laughs> <laughs> like you see it right or no? <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely Nick or Nate. That's uh, <laughs> Stockton 209. It's <laughs> right there. So yeah, there we go. Oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah. And- that- that's that's awesome but yeah th- these are going to be so cool i mean i love the idea of like an all mounted sort of list i, I mean I, that's something i've wanted to do still waiting for the tully we still don't know what the tully cavaliers do right I mean, mm-hmm. no we know like yeah we know the, the hell? Pasted stats from from chanel he's slowly oh, yeah. teasing it out there throw me a bone mike but this i just want to i just want to know what they do but this is the you know we we live in the post zebra stripe rug world right now right where we got so much stuff at once and now we're kind of now we're kind of hurting a little bit the sculpt for cal drogo is insanely cool he's got yeah. a severed ha- head in his hand yes and he's got some on the hanging off his horse i mean oh my god it's that gonna be amazing awesome. and and Daenerys yeah. look that's another really good sculpt her sort of like dothraki garb yeah i mean just killing it and they're gonna do different iterations of daenerys where it's like you know here's the khaleesi but then we might have like the breaker of chains or some mm-hmm. other versions down the line it's gonna be really cool as the timeline progresses in the game we start it's a great like- way to tell a story i mean especially with the dragons like you know I'm just, so we know there's going to be dragons but we don't know like much much else about them right right exactly so is this where we start to do like our rumor mongering like we kind of have a little platform here to just start making stuff up and be like well you know i heard that uh it's gonna be a dragon it's the it's it's so big it's just a game mat you buy it's a dragon scales and you just you're you're fighting on the back of the dragon the the mat goes on top of the table it just flattens all the other miniatures and you're like that's it 
How I heard I heard a rumor that the uh, the game is is going to be uh you know cycling into a, a 2.0. They're going to Oh god, don't all no. the cards <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Maybe we take a second to stop. Possible it. conclusion to draw. Uh, so maybe as a side note, you know, the community's been growing so much. It's been awesome having all these new members and when when they come in we get kind of like an influx of questions, right? And we're kind of seeing another period right now where we're seeing a little bit of an uptick in like the tagging of the cool Manier not employees, developers, designers in the Facebook page. And Michael and Fabio and, and uh, Adam, they're all awesome. And you know, for the most part, they seem pretty game to jump in and respond and talk with people. But it's kind of frustrating when we see people, well, it's kind of frustrating though, I think even as a community member to see somebody posting something that's kind of, you know, in. I think the politest way to say it is like fear mongering. Like, you know, I heard the game's over. It's going to 2.0. They're going to be, you know, recalling things or like they're going to reprint everything with new unit cards. And, and it's like, well, where are you hearing this? And they're like, well, somebody said it at the store I was at. And it's, you know, it's, it's just rumors in the purest sense. And I think we, as community members, you know, this goes to everybody. We got to really be careful about that. And uh, that's the sort of thing that can snowball. And a lot of the new people coming in who don't know what's going on yet, who aren't plugged into the scene, who don't, maybe the scene isn't that big where they're playing yet. They see that and then they they think it's the end of the world. And, you know, there's been a few times when Michael Chanel's even stepped in and been like, here's what's actually going on. And either people not knowing who he is or they completely misinterpret what was just <laughs> said. I, I, I actually screenshotted it. Um, or Michael Chanel said like, you know, literally the opposite of what I said, like someone like recapped his own words, but flipped the meaning. And, uh, you know, if, if that was you, like, you know, maybe that was just a, a comprehension issue. And like, you're just like, oh, I didn't understand. But we as community members, I think mean, got to be really careful not to, to engage or, you know, there, we can, we get to choose right with likes and things like what voices we want to elevate. Let's, let's really work to make sure we're getting accurate information out there. And, you know, when someone asks like, hey, when is a unit coming out? Like, when's the next unit coming out? We don't know the date. We don't have the exact date. And so when people are like, oh, well, it's going to be by the end of July or end of this date. If we don't have those dates, even just by suggesting that and you're not sure, you know, you're kind of perpetrating a myth here. And then when that mark hits or isn't hit, people people get more upset. So I don't know, something to, for people to all think about. Do, do you want to hear my conspiracy theory? Oh, gosh. Here we go. What do you got? Okay, here's what happened. It was a Kickstarter backer who did not get his Dreadfort attachment card, the Dreadfort Captain attachment card. And so he has been on a mission to destroy Simon <laughs> at any cost ever I'm pretty, since. I'm pretty sure there are people still in that like Kickstarter chat, like still talking. Really? I, like I, in the I, actual, like you mean in, in the actual like Kickstarter, like the campaign, people are talking in that window. Let me. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up right now. I'll tell you what I did when I was starting yeah, up my channel. What people are saying that <laughs> I made a huge mistake. I went back to the Kickstarter chat and I posted a video there, and I was like, "Here's a video about like what unit to buy for your a Song of Ice and Fire thing." Right, I don't right. know what I was thinking. But it turns out that that is just, it was just like a cesspool of like all the angry people in the world. Oh. Uh, and I got so many dislikes on my videos and I was just like, what's going on? Like, I'm trying to make oh. a video. And uh, so, yeah, don't, don't go back there. That's, uh, <laughs> that's where the shadow shadows are, the shadow land. Don't. Um, well, I know like Kickstarter fulfillment is touchy because, you know, I think 
I mean, I, I feel like Simon did a good job, but I mean, it is, it happens where people like legitimately have gripes and like have had really bad experiences, pay a lot for like international shipping or missing something like, you know, mistakes happen. And when you're on the receiving end of it, it like sucks, but you know, I hopefully yeah, but at, at some point, like, you know, there's only so much a group can do. And I know like for some people, like legitimately, they have a right to be upset. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking of, I, I have these tokens here. I've been trying to do this video for art of war studios for a while now. And uh, I feel guilty about it. I want to get this YouTube video up reviewing their product. They sent me these tokens and these rulers. So I got the, they came, they ship overseas. I go out to my mailbox. I open the mailbox and there's a package in there literally folded in half. <laughs> I open it up and there are these gorgeous rulers, everything snapped in half. And I, I get the little tokens. They're fine. So I spent like <laughs> basically like at least two plus weeks of me trying to figure out like, how can I glue these rulers? together to make them look okay so that i can show in a video how they're actually awesome but even by me trying to glue them together they look crappier than they you know it's just like oh, right. and i'm like, it's like so i'm like what do i do so i'm just gonna do the video i guess without the rulers but you know it just got me thinking like man like that sucks and now you know there's nothing really they could do it like it wasn't an it wasn't like a not sturdy package they sent it in yeah. it was just like apparently my post person like felt like folding it in half and like you gotta make it fit somehow you know what are you I, supposed I to just, do right yeah so i don't know <laughs> but it's like you know you go on amazon they'll be like i gave this a three star because i love my new unit of bastard girls but the box was ripped when i got it so three stars and it's like well you know at some point it. who do you buy i just love the idea of your your mailman just snapping everything like you can hear it like crunching and then he just like puts it in there he's like eh, i'll figure it out <laughs> no but like yeah but seriously it was like uh well, rude. Like, he might have been that guy from the rocketeer do you remember that movie and there was like a bad guy who like folded people in half oh yeah and this oh is his, this is his side job now he's just putting stuff in people's uh, mailboxes he just, folds, and be like, he just folds everything in half hey, it doesn't, a like, new tactics board <laughs> now you got two <laughs> and it's like, what, like what are you doing dude i haven't thought so, about the yeah. rocketeer little... in like a decade <laughs> i'm really happy that you brought that up because that <laughs> i might have to watch that at later can Kuminer not get the rights to that game? I want to see another. Uh, that'd be a oh, property yeah. I would. Yeah, who knows? Oh, 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 <laughs> um, yeah, Rocketeer miniatures game would be. That would be sick. I feel like when I go to the show notes for this episode and I need a title, we're gonna be like, "What are we talking uh, about? We talk about Rocketeer luck. people like <laughs> harassing the de developers on Facebook and a little bit of Baratheons, I guess." Yeah, we talked about the Baratheons. We and we talked about the Targaryens. We talked a little okay. bit about the neutral hero. You know, we, we talked about this this game that's the whole point of the show. A few that, times. Fair enough, fair enough. And and the Rocketeer. That's what's that's what's key. Well, I mean, has there ever been a better movie than the Rocketeer? I mean, I don't think so, right? I'm scared to go back and watch it uh, because yeah. it's so good. I had my wife watch um The Last Starfighter. I don't know if you remember that. Which of course, of course in, I do. In my mind, I remember as being the best movie like ever made. Maybe second only to like. Uh, I think you remember that correctly, by the way. Because... Okay, no, actually, <laughs> I went back and watched it. Oh no, man, it's it's not as good as you remember. It's definitely um, better than season eight of Game of Thrones. I will say. That. Oh, oh, jeez, <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, uh... <laughs> no, I, I see. Last Starfighter is cheesy good. I think yes. Rocketeer was a genuinely good movie. That's All right. You know what? I'm going to go back and watch it just to make sure because, oh, God. So, yeah, it, it wasn't it's lies, amazing. Jenny. It was acting. And, 
was it yeah. Neville Sinclair? Neville Sinclair? Neville was Sinclair. that his name? Oh God! It's just a great movie. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's just all around one of the. <laughs> Yeah, we should. Just, that could have been the ending. Spoiler: Talk about the Rocketeer every single That's, week. I think uh, we'll just cut this right here. And... It's like that. You ever hear like that Star Wars podcast where they watch like five minutes of each movie like, at a time? Like they like watch the movies like in a row, for five minutes at a time, and they talk about that five minutes. Well, that sounds excruciating. That doesn't sound <laughs> good. But, uh... but then think about it. We could do that with the Rocketeer. We watch it. We watch it five minutes a day. I think we've decided for our next episode, we're going to get a guest on here who's not going to talk about the Rockets here. But I mean, I think, I mean, kind of that's the big stuff though, right? We've got the new factions. They're looking awesome. The hero boxes, the game's in a great spot and we're in a lull right now. I feel like, you know, as far as news, the the crows are getting hungry because we've been, Mm -hmm. they've been fed so well for the past month or so. You know, we're, we're in the post team on expo gap and this is now time just to go out and play the game and have fun and know that you got cool stuff coming down the line i mean it's going to be painful because we know the brathians and targaryens are coming but and they're coming out this year does that mean august does that mean christmas november you know does that mean the winter season like you know we don't know uh, and we I, can't i mean i would spec if i had to speculate didn't would... we just talk about how speculating was bad what is it? Oh, no, i'm allowed to, i'm allowed to speculate okay. as, a, as a co-host of the show that is one of the privileges okay. that we get to invoke send your email complaints to <laughs> <laughs> but no i would say if, if, if they're saying by the end of the year uh count on it in december i would not expect it any sooner than that yeah but i could be wrong and see this is like sort of like prices right rules closest without going over if i you know overshoot it by a little bit you know give myself some wiggle room exactly um <laughs> yeah it'll come it'll be here when it gets here and, and in the meantime like just really start practicing up and if you want to play targaryens and you're going to go you know all out for that start getting those uh outrider lists together and just start running the full cav units and practicing your maneuvers it's a very different style when you have all cavalry because you know that you're going to have less units overall but you have so much better maneuverability and speed i mean if you're trying to just get to a point first it's like come on but yeah, the Dothraki <laughs> Screamers, I'm noticing that they're, a, I mean, they're a five plus save, but a five plus morale. So they're not, they're not bad either. I mean, they're not going to be crushing it, but they're, I mean, they've got to be a, a, what, like a six point unit, probably something like that. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's How, so, it can't be seven. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I, I always wonder, do they balance the points based on an individual standard? Hmm. or is it like the points are bounced within their faction identity and so if a faction definitely yeah 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 because the cards matter so much and the commanders matter so much that this guy with cal drogo is a very different unit and you have to keep in mind like you know so when i'm looking at like the you know the pure vanilla test like just like the the card exactly as it exists you know you can only measure so much and then you have to like think about okay but what tactics cards do they have right it's a big difference I don't know. I just, I look at these factions, they look so much fun and uh, I, it inspires me to get more stuff. I want to keep playing this game. I want to play these different factions. And I think what's cool about this game or maybe is horrible depending on your situation is uh, I kind of want to play multiple factions. Like I'm not just collecting one side. I'm like, well, I'm main is this, but it's also kind of cool to buy a starter set of a different faction. And I maybe got two factions in case people want to go over play. I mean, I have, uh, multiple factions at this time but uh um you know it's just a cool game like that where some games you'd play and you'd be like yeah there's no way like i could never work enough hours in a week 
to be able to afford to play multiple factions. In this game, it's a little bit more uh, possible. I mean, I still think it's very, I mean, you know, miniatures, you don't go to miniature gaming to save money, but I still think that, like, of all the games that you can buy, like, that, like, that are in this, like, it's, it's still very, very cheap. You know, I mean, if you just buy a starter box, that's enough for you to play for the rest of your life if you want. I mean, you can't, yeah. you're not going to have every option possible, but you'll have a lot of, you know, a lot of good options, a couple different commanders, NCUs, all your tactics cards. I mean, you know, if you just want to get a taste for every faction, you can do that, you know, or, um, you know, you can you can go all in on one or just go crazy and buy everything. Because I know there's a lot of people who do that. Yeah. I think what you know, would be cool, well, a cool I, idea for a tournament would be, you have to go to a tournament, but you can only use the contents of a starter box. Obviously, oh. that's going to be a huge problem for the free build, but you can only build based on that. Yeah, or, right. you know, I mean, someone won Adepticon just using the core pieces of a starter set. So That's true, yeah. You know, I don't know. But, I mean, so other things coming out this month, then, if, as we start to maybe wrap things up here. Um, we are in the middle of the June Community Content Creation Month. And so we've been looking for people to make cool stuff for the game, fan-made things. And we already have been seeing a lot of progress being made on revamping and revising the other's fan-made faction. But we're also looking at giving out some prizes from On The Table Gaming for three categories. So we're looking, number one, at scenarios and game modes. So maybe think back to that, like, who's the boss game mode? Or maybe you're making your own thematic campaign or maybe special competitive scenarios. Send us at onthetablegaming at gmail.com your custom game modes for a Song of Ice and Fire miniatures game. And uh, we're going to choose at the end of the month from the best of those to receive a battle at the Blackwater Bay Kickstarter exclusive gaming mat that we'll send out to you. Now, if you are out of the country, we may ask that you help us pay for international shipping. But uh, so, you know, make some cool stuff for the game, add value to this game in the community, step on up and you can get a cool gaming mat. So send that our way. And if you're working on something, like keep us posted. If you're like, hey, I, I sent you something already, but I updated it. Please make sure you send us the updated version. And please note that it is updated. We had a few people sending us stuff like that. And one of these ones I was like looking down, like this seems awfully familiar. And it was like, oh, this is the newer version. So make sure you uh, clearly yeah. donate that. Uh, donate that. <laughs> yeah. The second category is terrain. And this could be maybe a 3D printed design. Maybe you made your own 3D printable scenario pieces maybe you just came up with a cool idea for a bunch of new keywords or templates you know you drew out circles and you used photoshop to put a different pattern down you're like hey i invented this it's a road or it's a whatever um so send us your custom terrain ideas and uh you can win the horrors and inspiration kickstarter exclusive terrain set which comes with four corpse piles and a weirwood tree set so that's another cool one and then uh, we might need to step this one up here, but I have the accessories and game aids. So maybe you got a cool card organizer, like a flow chart. Maybe you made some custom movement tools or just other physical accessories or game aids that would help people play the game. It could be updated cards with like your actions per round. Send us that and you could win a on the table gaming video review of your design. It's so, pretty good. That's pretty amazing, right? Uh -huh. yeah. Um, <laughs> they'll be so, they'll be uh very specifically famous <laughs> we started running out of all our prizes uh but we've, we've got some other cool stuff coming up but so for this we got three categories accessories and game aids terrain and scenarios and game modes send those to us by june 30th we'll take maybe a week or so to review over them maybe we can get some people on the podcast to talk about them and then we're going to be having our patreon subscribers for on the table gaming voting on which they think are the best 
So if you want to get in there, you've got a cool product that you want to, to really sort of root for, feel free to join on in and you can cast your vote. And uh, we're really excited to see what the community is coming up with because already there's been some awesome stuff and let's keep it coming. All right, so that, that, that's it for this week. If you are a supporter on the Patreon, thank you so much. Special shout out to our producer, Sonny Smith, and to all of our contributors. And congratulations to Matt Kozlowski for winning his uh, Battle of the Whispering Woods game playmat as his Patreon reward. So I hope you enjoy that, buddy. It's in the mail. And uh, for the rest of you, thank you guys so much for listening. Keep playing A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. And we hope you get your miniatures on the table.